Everybody loves the touchdown. Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown by Holmes. The grand slam. Fly ball to center field. Ethier has done it again. It's a grand slam. The buzzer beater. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! But how did those players get to that moment? And who built the venue and signed the contracts? We dig into the business side of sports and give you the answers. This is Sports Business Radio, powered by Postano. Now, from our studios in Portland, Oregon, with Sports Business Radio, here's your host, Brian Berger. Well, thanks for checking out the only show in the country dedicated to covering the business side of sports. We're happy to be powered by our friends at Postano. Follow them online at Postano.com or on Twitter at Postano. Got a great show lined up for you this week. Tucker Kane, the CFO, Chief Financial Officer of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's a whiz. He's a 40 under 40, but he's going to join us to talk about the Dodgers Accelerator Program they're doing in partnership with RGA. They announced the 10 companies that will be part of that Accelerator Program. There's going to be a demo day at Dodger Stadium uh, on in November. So really interesting program. We'll talk to Tucker Kane on Sports Business Radio this week. And then Tyler Marciniak, he's with Estellus Pharma. He's going to tell us about the hashtag Pass for Prostate campaign that will be highlighted by the September 5th USA versus Australia rugby match at Soldier Field in Chicago. That's on NBC. Really good campaign they're doing with the hashtag Pass for Prostate campaign. So we'll catch up with Tyler on today's show. I'm joined by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? Doing wonderful. Um, just can't believe summer's coming to a close. I know us in the Pacific Northwest have been a hot one this summer, so I'm looking forward to some fall weather. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, fall means football and yep. uh, crisp air, hopefully, and uh, cooler temperatures. So I'm looking forward to that as well. I get to see my favorite athlete play, my daughter, soccer. Yep. So uh, that's always uh, that's always fun. Hey, we've got a big announcement. Uh, we've announced it on the digital platforms, but uh, many of you know that when I'm not hosting. Sports Business Radio. I'm the founder and CEO of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. Well, since our last show, we've announced that the 2016 Sports PR Summit will be presented by the Players Tribune, and it'll take place on Tuesday, May 17th at Players Tribune headquarters in New York City. If you want to receive an invite to this exclusive event for 125 senior sports PR executives from across the sports world, get in touch with us at sportsprsummit.com. Really excited about this partnership, Griggs. Uh, you know, I like what they're doing at the Players Tribune. It's really changed the game where athletes and the people that are on the Players Tribune are able to communicate with the audience uh, firsthand, one-to-one. And, of course, the Players Tribune was co-founded by Derek Jeter, former Yankees great. So the Players Tribune is going to have a panel at our event, and they're going to have a great discussion. And I'm looking forward to uh, being at their spot. We were at Sports Illustrated this past May. But uh, Players Tribune is really a cool space. And uh, looking forward to that partnership. Yeah, plus you're in New York City. So there's always something fun and something going on. And uh, it's a great event, this uh, the PR Summit, because you, you really get to hear from, from the industry leaders that are behind the scenes in a lot of cases and, and make these companies and these athletes move and get the uh, stadiums built and the payrolls paid and the everything. It, it's, a, it's a cool event, and you get to hear from people that uh, you, don't, you don't hear from all the time, so it's awesome. Yeah, it's just a, it's a really quickly evolving space. I always marvel at what happens from year to year, event to event, and all the issues that are out there. And, uh, boy, just in the last week, 
the crisis PR that's in our world, uh, whether, you know, it's Subway with Jared or the Ashley Madison hack, or I mean, there's just a long list of things that go on and how do people deal with crises? Uh, how do they deal with new technologies like Periscope? Um, you know, how do athletes and reporters deal with each other? How do PR people and reporters, PR people and athletes? So I think when we leave the event, everyone in the room is smarter. I know that I am from listening to the others at the event. So we're looking forward to that. Some tragic news this week, Griggs. Uh, IndyCar driver Justin Wilson died after sustaining a head injury caused by flying debris at a race last week. And our thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends. But you know, anytime you see something like this happen and you see the outpouring for the person who lost their life, it's just, you know, it's such a tragedy. He was a young man and, uh, you know, had a bright future in front of him and in kind of such a, uh, a freak accident with the way that, uh, the debris hit him and, and he lost his life. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, uh, they've built those cars pretty safely now. These guys can have terrible wrecks and, and walk away in most cases, but this is one of those random weird ones where, you know, it was something else that hit him in the head, and that uh, that took it. And you're right; it's it's terrible and too too young to die. But um, you know, it, it comes with sport in some cases, and especially when you're racing at 200 miles an hour. I guess that uh, sometimes will happen. Another story that caught my eye: Chris Carter this week uh, is under fire, as is the NFL again, because of comments that Carter made at the 2014 NFL Rookie Symposium. Listen to these comments. And just in case y'all not going to decide to do the right thing, if y'all got a crew, you got to have a fall guy in the crew. <laughs> Teddy, come here, man. Teddy, come here, man. Come here, man. Come here, bro. <laughs> come here. Now, if they going to keep rolling on Teddy's bankroll, because each one of y'all in business for yourself, this right here is Teddy Bridgewater. Inc. Incorporated. That's him. Now, every dime that come into Teddy, all right, is going to be earned by him and his body. All right? Now, I let my homeboys know. Y'all want to keep rolling like this? Then I need to know who's going to be the fall guy, who's going to be driving, because y'all not going to all do the right stuff now. All right? So I got to teach y'all how to get around all this stuff, too. If you're going to have a crew, one of them fools got to know he going to jail. We'll get him out. We'll get him out. <laughs> now, you're you from Miami now, okay? Y'all take care of each other. Yeah. Now, don't you got a guy that would take care of you and that would be out a good deal? Yeah. Okay, good. Go on, sit down. Go on, sit down. <laughs> if you're going to have a crew, make sure you know who's going to be the fall guy. So it's ironic, Griggs, that... Chris Carter and Warren Sapp, who was arrested at the Super Bowl in Arizona this past February, were the ones who were leading this symposium. Look, I'm in locker rooms all the time. I'm giving advice to pro athletes and I'm in these types of settings. And it's just, uh, it's pretty amazing. Two things. One, that you would basically advise athletes to not circumvent the rules or the law, but you know, you're telling him to find a fall guy instead of, how to do things the right way. You're almost assuming that they're going to fail. And if they do, you're giving them kind of the shortcut to take by finding someone else to take the blame. I thought that was a little bit uh, interesting. But then, Griggs, the thing that's remarkable, and this just shows, I tweeted this out this week, you better know what's on your website, new and old. And the fact that this video 
this training video with Chris Carter and Warren Sapp lived on NFL.com for 14 months before NFL.com took it down with these comments after the video was discovered and, and lots of criticism for Chris Carter this past weekend. How does that live up there for 14 months without someone from the NFL knowing about it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's yet another NFL, not really, I guess not really a huge scandal, but another problem with the NFL, another bad light on them. And you're right, how does it sit there? For 14 months, and by now, of course, everybody's you know dead spin. Everybody's copied it and has copies of it, so there's no way you're going to get it back. And it's out there now, and now it's something else that they've got to deal with with former NFL greats who are you know teaching these young athletes to, to cheat the system, kind of if if they have to. Yeah, again, know what's on your website, new and old. And then again, you know, I do trainings for everything is on the record, and that's my firm with Rick Buecher and and Lee Weinstein, who used to work at at Nike. Just <laughs> Don't tell, don't give advice for people to, to, you know, show them best practices, set them up for success and, and don't tell them to find a fall guy or to take a shortcut or find a different way around it. I, I just wasn't down with that advice. All right. Coming up next, Tyler Marciniak. He's with Estella Pharma. They're going to tell us about the hashtag pass for prostate campaign that's going to be highlighted by the September 5th USA versus Australia rugby match at Soldier Field in Chicago. Then after that, it's Tucker Kane, the CFO of the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll talk about the new Dodgers accelerator program they're doing in partnership with RGA. I'm Brian Berger. He's Brian Griggs. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Stay in the know at sportsbusinessradio.com. Podcasts, blogs, and more powered by Postano. SBR will be right back. Hi, it's Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, but also the founder and CEO of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. The Sports PR Summit is an annual event bringing together senior PR executives from the sports world, national media members, and pro athletes for a full day of panel discussion, featured conversations, and face-to-face networking in New York City. Past speakers have included ESPN reporter Jeremy Schapp, Sports Illustrated executive editor John Wartime, former NFL veterans Tiki Barber and Derek Mason, NBA senior VP of PR Mike Bass, and other top PR minds from across the sports world. The 2016 Sports PR Summit will take place on Tuesday, May 17th at the Players' Tribune, which is a new digital media platform created and curated by some of the world's top athletes and founded by former Yankees great Derek Jeter. The Sports PR Summit is an invite-only event limited to 125 attendees. If you're a senior sports PR executive and you'd like to be invited to the 2016 Sports PR Summit at the Players' Tribune in New York City, Get in touch with us via the Sports PR Summit website at sportsprsummit.com. That's sportsprsummit.com. Follow the Sports PR Summit on Twitter and Instagram at Sports PR Summit and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sports PR Summit. I hope to see you at the 2016 Sports PR Summit on May 17th at the Players Tribune in New York City. The website is sportsbusinessradio.com. My guest is Tyler Marciniak. He's with Estellus Pharma. He's going to tell us about the hashtag Pass for Prostate campaign that will be highlighted by the September 5th USA versus Australia rugby match at Soldier Field in Chicago. Tyler, how are you? I'm well, Brian. Thanks for having me. So we've seen success of 
uh, the ice bucket challenge and, and things like that that went viral. When I saw the hashtag pass for prostate, I thought it was also unique. Tell us about how the idea for this came about. Yeah, so um, we definitely wanted to do something uh, unique. Uh, when uh, Estellas decided that we wanted to be the title sponsor of the upcoming rugby match at Soldier Field, we knew we had an incredible platform to be able to uh, do some good for the community. And with September being Prostate Cancer Awareness Month and that being a, a disease that Estellas is committed to fighting, uh, it was a, a perfect match to create the challenge. And I know you've gotten some of the athletes involved already. I've seen on social media, again, hashtag pass for prostate is being used. And I guess you get the ball or uh, and then you pass it on to someone else. And then tell us about how the rest of that works. People make a donation. Yeah, so it's really quite easy. Um, all you do is uh, take to social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, film a video of yourself uh, catching any object, any safe, inanimate object from off screen. Make a statement about why you're accepting the challenge. Maybe you have a family member who's been impacted by prostate cancer or a friend, and then pass the object on to uh, someone else and challenge them not to, to drop the ball or, or whatever you happen to be throwing. Post it to your social media account with the hashtag Pass for Prostate. Astellas will track that, and for every one of those, uh, we'll donate $5 up to $125,000 to prostate cancer advocacy and research. How's the campaign going so far? It's going really well. We have uh, seen some some great numbers, some great participation, and some really creative uh, entries as well, which was good. We didn't want people to focus on just passing a rugby ball or just passing something blue for prostate cancer awareness. We really wanted to to make it their own, and, and we've seen, um, like I said, some creative entries. So why the September 5th USA versus Australia rugby match at Soldier Field in Chicago to kind of serve as the spotlight for this effort? So last year, Estellas was the sponsor uh, when the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team came to Chicago, and uh, that was just a, a great experience and a great introduction uh, to rugby as a sport uh, for our company. What we saw was rugby uh, brought very uh, passionate, engaged, uh, loyal fans um, who were there not only to see the sport, but also to participate in all that was going on around it. Last year, we actually conducted health screenings uh, at the stadium and in the Chicago area to try to get people to think about their, their overall health. And so this year, when we came back as the title sponsor of the match, uh, we said, you know, what more can we do to reach an even broader audience? And that, that's why we went with a, a digital-based social media campaign where we could reach uh, rugby fans who were either coming to the game, watching on NBC Sports Network, or uh, just following along online around the world. So, Tyler, let's talk about the important stuff here. We have a lot of of males that listen to this show. Uh, I'm 46 years old. I go to the doctor for my annual physical with prostate cancer and, and having your prostate checked. Explain that process. Like when I go to the doctor, what should I be asking my doctor to look for? What's the screening? How does that work? I think it's important for men to remember, um, and perhaps if they knew some of these stats, they'd be even more proactive about the conversation. But prostate cancer is the second most common cancer um, among men. 230,000 men in America this year will be diagnosed with the disease and 30,000 will die. So it's a serious cancer. If you catch it early, uh, it can be managed. And so it is so important to have early conversations with your doctor um, so that uh, any signs of prostate cancer can be, can be caught early and, and the appropriate treatment can be put in place so that you can manage it. Um, it does. It just starts with a conversation with your doctor. Talk to him about your family history, about your risk. One in seven men will get prostate cancer, but that number is actually one in five if you're African-American or one in three if you have a family history. 
So it's really important to talk to your doctor early on and in a conversation with them decide, you know, do I need to just start by checking my PSA levels? That's pretty non-invasive. That's just a blood test and that's the, the, the first step. Um, and then if there are other indicators uh, or other risk factors, then you can go into some of the more invasive tests. What are some other things that you have planned around the match on September 5th? Yeah, so we're really throwing all of our support behind prostate, uh, Pass for Prostate. It's a two-month campaign. We launched August 5th uh, in Sydney, actually. So it, it's a partnership with not only the USA team, but also the Australian team. Um, and the commemorative game ball, which is light blue for Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, is making its way from Sydney to Chicago. Uh, we're in the middle of, uh, of the campaign. People are posting their videos. They don't want to do a video. They can post a photo or just a message of support on Twitter, again, with the hashtag Pass for Prostate, and that also qualifies and, and earns the donation. So we just want to get the message out there, get people to, to be aware, to be a little bit educated um, about the disease, about their risk factors, and help us spend the money. We've allocated at 125000 We want to spend the whole thing, so we need as many mentions of the hashtag out there as possible. Other than the hashtag, is there a website? Uh, are there social media platforms that people should be following? So they can visit passforprostate.org to learn more about the challenge itself and also enter their contact details to uh, be entered into a sweepstakes to win VIP tickets to USA Rugby matches in 2016. They can win signed jerseys, um, signed rugby balls by the teams. So there's some additional incentives there. And then if your listeners are uh, playing rugby for either club or, or college teams, they can also go and enter their information there and their club or college team affiliation. And the, the teams that submit the most entries, either from their players or their fans, will win a full set of rugby jerseys and, and other rugby equipment. So a little bit of additional incentive there for rugby teams across the country. Tyler, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Sports Business Radio. Best of luck with this campaign. Best of luck with the match on September 5th, USA versus Australia. You said it's on NBC. It's at Soldier Field in Chicago. It should be great. And this is such a great cause. And, you know, I also think in addition to raising the money, it just brings awareness. And uh, that's also very important. Thanks very much. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR, powered by Postano, after this. Hi, it's Brian Berger. Here at Sports Business Radio, we are proud to work with our partners, Pastano. They make a sports-proven visual marketing platform that I've personally been amazed to see. Teams like the Dallas Cowboys, Boston Red Sox, LA Kings, and Cleveland Cavaliers all use Pastano to engage their fans. When sports teams and fans tell their stories together, amazing things can happen. Every fan has a story. Whether you want to put selfies on the Jumbotron, create a dynamic social media command center, or activate a hashtag campaign on your website, Pastano can design an amazing social experience true to your brand. Even better, using the Pastano platform can pay for itself through selling sponsorships. As an example, the Kings sell sponsor space to Toyota and other clients and run the ads using Pastano. Want to see what your team's social content could look like? Schedule a demo today. Go to pastano.com slash sports. If you're a fan of this podcast, you understand the real power of engaging your fans. And these guys get it. That is P-O-S-T-A-N-O dot com. The website is sportsbusinessradio.com. My guest is Tucker Kane. He is the chief financial officer of the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
In 2014, Kane was named as one of the Sports Business Journal's 40 Under 40. He played an instrumental role with the Dodgers' 25-year $7 billion deal with Time Warner Cable, as well as pitcher Clayton Kershaw's seven-year $215 million deal. Tucker, welcome to Sports Business Radio. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me. So I've been following the accelerator program that you're doing in partnership with RGA. And this week you announced the 10 companies selected for the first ever Dodgers accelerator program. First, how did the Dodgers and RGA get together on this accelerator program? Well, first of all, we're, uh, we're, we're really excited for this announcement. We're, uh, we're excited about the companies coming in and, and really excited about the, uh, the potential moving forward. And, and, uh, We've worked with RGA over the years uh, since we uh, we came in with the Dodgers on a number of, of projects. RGA is one of the premier digital agencies uh, in the world, um, and they've helped us on a number of projects internally uh, and have built a, a real core competency uh, in this uh, early stage uh, venture space um, and run a couple accelerators on their own behalf uh, in the past. And, and with that, with that background and the relationship we had there, and some of the goals and initiatives uh, of our ownership group moving forward, it, it became a pretty uh, uh, perfect and, and uh, pretty uh, opportunistic uh, partnership for us to, uh, to launch this program. You have very innovative ownership. Tell us a little bit about those goals that you have with the Dodgers and, and launching this program. Yeah, the, you know, we are, we're very lucky uh, with our ownership group and the, uh, their willingness to uh, to take uh, risk and, and, and try to uh, drive value into our business and into the sports entertainment industry at large. Um, you know, the goals, obviously, first and foremost, are, are putting the best baseball product we can on the field and delivering the best fan experience we can to the millions, you know, four million fans that buy tickets from the Dodgers annually and, and all those that engage with us um, as loyal uh, Dodger fans. But we also, um, you know, have really looked at how to how to advance our our industry and our business. How to use things like technology to help solve some of the operational problems we have, and also uh, augment the existing uh, uh, fan experience and how athletes are trained and how athletes are are, are performing. Um, and how do we use technology to do those things? Um, and so our ownership group has pushed us to to think through those those opportunities, think through. How to partner with with great technology businesses and and use those to solve those problems um, and it's been a, an exciting opportunity for us at, at the Dodgers. I think we've you know been able to partner with some great young businesses and and this program we're running here kind of manifests uh, that entire uh, philosophy um, and gives us an opportunity to do it in kind of a formalized programmatic fashion uh, that gives us the best chance and these young companies the best chance to create are really interesting and, and great partnerships moving forward. Tucker, what was the criteria that you and your colleagues were looking for in order for a company to be chosen for this accelerator program? Yeah, we, you know, we saw almost 600 companies apply to the program, which we, uh, we were really excited about. We think it you know, kind of highlights the, the health and kind of uh, uh, vitality of, of, of our industry and, and how technology is being introduced. And, and what we really looked at were businesses that were category leaders currently or emerging category leaders over time um, and places where we could really add value. You know, if you look at our ownership group and, and 
the net, the network of, of professionals and investors and, and, uh, um, others in the space, uh, that becomes a pretty powerful platform. So finding businesses we can plug in, uh, that can access some of that value, uh, and really harness it and grow, uh, their individual business was a main criteria for us. Um, and what we found, which is really exciting for us, is we actually found a really uh, wide variety of, of businesses from a, a financing and kind of maturity perspective. So all the way from, uh, you know, post-Series A, um, you know, $20 million plus valuation businesses, you saw the opportunity and the, the, uh, the value of partnering with, with us uh, at the Dodgers and RGA, all the way down to maybe more traditional uh, uh, accelerator-type businesses that are more at the ideation phase and, and kind of fledgling and starting to you know hang their flag and get their business up and running. So it's been a very uh, fun and, and challenging uh, opportunity here to, to pull all that together and build a program that speaks to that wide variety of, of businesses. Tucker Kane, the CFO of the Los Angeles Dodgers, is joining me here on Sports Business Radio. So, Tucker, the 10 participating companies, part of this deal is they get workspace in the RGA LA offices. They get access to mentors who we'll talk about in a minute. They get $20,000 in funding along with the option to accept a $100,000 convertible debt note. And this all is a three-month program. It ends with a demo day in November at Dodger Stadium, again, a great opportunity for these 10 companies to have mentors like Magic Johnson and yourself and Jeannie Buss of the Lakers and Bob Bauman of MLB Advanced Media. This is once-in-a-lifetime type of opportunity. Yeah, it, you know, it, it really is. And, that, and that's the exciting piece is, is when we, 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 we started talking about this this program, especially with our owners and and with the other uh, mentors in the network, is you know some of whom you highlighted, um, the interest and the uh, the excitement level was kind of through the roof to begin with. I think everybody can kind of uh, you know understand the interest in helping and helping shape young companies that are trying to solve really interesting, uh, great problems that you know hopefully add value to not only us as, at the Dodgers but to our industry and how fans engage with our industry um, and. Uh, and it was really great to see. And I think it really is a, a reflection of the type of ownership we have and the, the, the forward thinking uh, that they do and the, the ability to uh, see opportunities and, and put the right processes in place to go take take advantage of them and, and help create value. So uh, it, is, it is certainly an exciting opportunity and, and something we hope, you know, will we'll kind of continue to spur innovation and thought across our sport. You see some really great innovative teams out there today doing really great work and we feel like we're just you know kind of trying to be a part of that uh that blueprint that's already being written so do you see a scenario where other teams go hey this is a really good idea we're going to do an accelerator program too <laughs> you know i i think so I mean, I, hopefully people think it's a good idea and hopefully we can kind of build the blueprint here uh to show how something like this can 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 drive value um you know you have a lot of really really smart really great um, businessmen and women who are running these teams across uh, all these various leagues and the leagues themselves innovating like uh, like crazy to make sure that our, our sports stay relevant and interesting to, to all of our fans. And so I, I think these are the types of programs and the type of partnerships that uh, can really, really build value over time. And I think people will continue to see that as they've, uh, they've been doing thus far. 
So the 10 programs, the 10 companies selected for the accelerator program, Appetize, Doorstat, Field Level, Focus Motion, Conduct with a K, League Apps, Pro Day, which is probably my favorite, which we'll talk about in a minute, Side Prize, Swish Analytics, and Yesno. So Pro Day is a mobile app that lets anyone work out with professional athletes anytime, anywhere. That sounds like an interesting concept. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. And those are the types of ideas um, that, you know, that if had kind of in a room without a lot of, of context to be difficult to execute on. But we think, you know, the, the founder, Sarah Kunst, and, and her vision for how to build that business um, makes all the sense in the world. And it's about giving her the resources to think through what that business model looks like over time. And, you know, the, the beauty of these of startups is it's a, it's a fluid environment. And so, you know, the idea is a great one. We think sitting here today and, and what we're going to try to do over the next three months is, is help bring that, that idea and that vision to fruition and whether that fits perfectly with what we think today or, you know, maybe pivots or take a little bit of a different trajectory over time is something we're all open to and thinking through. Uh, and I think have a really cool opportunity to go, carve out a great you know, niche in the sports industry that I think a lot of people would really gravitate to if they had the opportunity to go, you know, watch a LeBron James as an example, um, working out, you know, getting ready for the season. I think that's some really, really interesting content. It might also help people, you know, stay active and stay, stay, uh, stay trying to get fit. So we're, we're definitely excited about that one and all the companies you mentioned, they all have really great, interesting stories. And we're, uh, we're looking forward to kind of helping, helping push those forward. So fast forward to demo day in November at Dodger Stadium. What does that look like? Who's there from your staff and from the RGA staff? And how long do these companies have for their demo? Sure. Yeah. So so we're looking forward to that. I think it'll be fun. It, it we'll hold it in Dodger Stadium. Um, hopefully, uh, not a not a few weeks after just uh, making a deep run in the, the MLB playoffs, which we're all pushing for as we speak. But um, you know, we're going to have a really, really strong group there. The, the whole Dodger organization is behind this. It's, it's really a cultural uh, uh, fabric that we're trying to weave into the business, and people are jumping behind it and, and really getting that kind of innovation bug internally, which we really, really like to see. Um, RGA has an incredible staff of, of, uh, of people who are going to be here day-to-day and working through the, the businesses and helping try to grow them and they're all going to be there kind of running the uh, running the show as, as only they can do um, and then our, our goal is to get a really wide variety and, and spectrum of you know early stage investors you know strategic potential partners for our businesses others in uh, from sports teams around both major league baseball but other leagues as well and, and really try to bring to bear a, a great cross-section of our industry and where it's going um, and try to bring as much opportunity to these companies to speak to the right group to uh, to achieve their goals coming out of the program. And you know, there'll be a variety of goals on demo day. Some will be looking to raise their first round of financing. Some will be looking for strategic partners to help do a you know commercial deal that help grow, helps grow the business. Um, and so our goal will be to tailor that program uh, or excuse me, that day uh, to the goals of the program and, and, and find those, uh, those right connections and, and use our, our network of, of, uh, of people in the space to, to do so. Tugger, how will this accelerator program in partnership with RGA make the Dodgers a better organization? In other words, you know, you just talked about strategic partnerships and 
some of these companies possibly getting uh, rounds of financing. You know, are there scenarios where you go, these are really good companies that can make the Dodgers a better organization. We are going to be a strategic partner or we're going to invest in these companies going forward. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely uh, a part of the, the program here is, is, is flushing through and, and, and evaluating some of those opportunities. As I said earlier, I think, you know, no, no, nobody would be in the program if we didn't think the Dodgers had a really interesting strategic positioning relative to these businesses and could be a really great long-term partner. I mean, we are invested not only from a money perspective, but from a time and resource perspective here. So our goal is to find the best and, and, and right partner. Um, and if that turns out to be the Dodgers long term or or uh, some of our ownership group, we are uh, more than open to that possibility uh, and excited to to explore that. Before I let you go, I'm always interested, as are our listeners, about how people uh, have advanced their careers in the sports industry. And you're a young guy. I mean, you have a really impressive resume for someone your age. And I don't say that to you know, I'm not that old. I'm 46, but I look at your resume and I go, wow, this guy has already accomplished so much at, at such a young age. And, you know, it's an interesting backstory that I was reading and wanted to hear more about as to how you wound up with the Dodgers. Maybe you can tell that story. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I was lucky. I was a product of right place at the right time. When I graduated college, I was lucky enough to, to find an opportunity with Guggenheim Partners. It's a long excuse me, a large financial services business in New York and um, was there for about eight years uh, working uh, in the fixed income group and, and really learning as much as I could about businesses and how they're run, how they're financed and how they're built. Um, and I was given an opportunity in 2011 to start working on a transaction that the CEO and president of Guggenheim uh, were looking at, which turned out to be the LA Dodgers. And so I rolled my sleeves up and, and uh, spent a lot of long hours and, and long nights uh, working through that process. And, and we were lucky enough to, to prevail through the bankruptcy auction uh, that was being run at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, with that uh, and my knowledge of the business and, and part of being that in that process was asked to move out to L.A. and, and kind of be the guy on the ground and help manage uh, the asset. And the, the, the beauty of it for me and the, the luck that I had was, in addition to my moving out here, we brought an incredible staff of, of front office uh, individuals, you know, led by Stan Caston, who, you know, is a is a legend in, in the business of sports and you know, ran three times, three teams, excuse me, at one time for Ted Turner in Atlanta and helped build what the Nationals are, are you know, executing on today and had the foresight and vision of, of you know, being in a position to uh, to help execute on the purchase of the Dodgers and, and he and his staff and the group that he brought in who had been running baseball teams for 30 plus years made my job, you know, really easy. I was able to kind of come in and be, uh, you know, ask questions and, and learn and challenge, you know, assumptions through questions and, and try to help, you know, be a, a resource to the organization as opposed to, to anything else. So, um, so that was really the, uh, the, uh, the beginning. And then the last three years or so, the, the, uh, the, the opportunity that's been afforded me by Stan and, and our ownership group to to run with some of these types of initiatives and try to push the envelope uh, for the franchise and help try to move forward and, and quite frankly, extend the brand, the Dodger brand, uh, as broadly as we can and, and in the areas that we think make sense has been a, a great opportunity and something that I've uh, been happy to try to take advantage of as much as possible here. 
Well, that's a terrific story. Stan Kasten has been a guest on this show a few times, and uh, I agree with you. I think he's one of the brightest minds in the business. You see what he did in Atlanta, obviously what he did in Washington, D.C. with the Nationals, and, and now in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. So uh, fortunate, always great to work for people yeah. like that. But uh, couldn't, you know, couldn't ask for couldn't ask for a better mentor than that. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. I agree. Well, it's great work that you're doing with this accelerator program. Uh, I think we're all going to be very interested to see how it turns out. And you know, I don't know uh, how much of the demo days you're going to be releasing or. Um, you know, how much we'll learn from that or if it's going to just be a private event at Dodger Stadium. But uh, I'll be interested to follow these companies at the very least and see how this may be a springboard for them uh, going forward and how many of them might integrate into the Dodgers business. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. That's, that's really our hope. And, and we will uh, we'll be keeping people apprised as we're making progress. And, and we are excited to uh, to launch this. And we're here at the... Uh, at the early stages here. So we got a nice long run ahead of us the next three months and hopefully really create a lot of value with these guys and, and, uh, and take that next step. So we're, we're excited and appreciate you, uh, you guys having me and, and, uh, appreciate the interest. This is a uh, definitely exciting day for the Dodger organization. Do you see this being an annual thing or will you evaluate the success of the program at the end of the three months? Yeah. I mean, we, we don't, we don't enter into things lightly. We, we, we do a lot of uh, upfront preparation and, and this is something we really believe in, but at the same time, we're, we will be evaluating constantly on, on our ability to drive value and, and to the impact the trajectory of these companies. So um, we, we have all the intention in the world of continuing down this path of, of being innovative and, and creating great strategic partnerships and whether a program like this remains, you know, a piece of that, whether it becomes an annual or a biannual or whatever that, you know, that kind of opportunity set looks like it's, it's definitely a, a philosophy and, and a cultural um, opportunity that we're, we're trying to push through in the organization and, and really, uh, really get behind. And that starts at our ownership level and, and stand and, and it's something that we're, we're really excited about. Well, with 600 companies vying for 10 spots, I'd say there's certainly interest in the program and it sounds like <laughs> yeah. you'd probably be able to do this on an annual basis if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. It's been, it was really exciting to see that. That, uh, that level of uh, interest. Uh, it really was was exciting for us from, a, from an industry perspective, no doubt. So for more information on the Dodgers Accelerator program, go to DodgersAccelerator.com. You can follow them on Twitter at DodgersXL. Tucker Kane, the CFO of the Los Angeles Dodgers, thanks so much for taking time to join me on Sports Business Radio. Appreciate it, and uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. This is SBR, powered by Postano. More after this. Hello, my name is Sophia Berger. I want to tell you about the Pixie Project. The Pixie Project matches pets to the right people. The Pixie Project takes pride in finding matches for both people and animals. The Pixie Project also offers low-cost veterinary assistance. My family worked with the Pixie Project to adopt our lovable puppy, Scotty. He's a great addition to our family. So if you get a dog or cat, kitten or puppy, you should go to the Pixie Project. To learn more about the Pixie Project, visit them at www.pixieproject.org. This is Sports Business Radio. We are back to wrap up this edition of Sports Business Radio. Well, I've got a pretty great next few weeks coming up. 
Uh, I'm going to be playing the Kapalua course in Maui, thanks to my friend Mike Jones, who's hosting me and my daughter for a round of golf at the Bay Course in Kapalua. Kapalua, just about my favorite course in the world. Love playing it with my daughter as well. She's uh, really gotten into golf, so looking forward to that round with her in Maui. And then a few weeks later, I'll be playing the Bandon Dunes courses uh, and be doing that with some friends. And uh, B.R. Kahneman is always very kind and generous to host me and uh, the people that I'm going with uh, for a round at Bandon. So two of the best courses in the world, in my opinion, Kapalua and Bandon Dunes. I get to play them in the next few weeks. And here's the kicker. I haven't played golf in a year. So hopefully I'm layoff sharp. We will find out. But certainly we'll be talking about Kapalua and Bandon Dunes uh, coming up on Sports Business Radio in the next few weeks. A lot of thank yous on the show this week. Tucker Kane, the CFO of the Los Angeles Dodgers, really impressed with the Dodgers Accelerator program. Go to DodgersAccelerator.com for more information on them and the program. And they're doing that in partnership with RGA, who also does an amazing job with Accelerator program. So uh, enjoyed the conversation with Tucker. Tyler Marciniak from Estellas Pharma. Make sure to follow the hashtag Pass for prostate campaign. You heard the stats that Tyler talked about with prostate cancer. Uh, go get checked out and take part in the hashtag pass for prostate campaign. I want to thank our show staff, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Doug Zanger, and Diane Penny. Thanks to our friends at Pistano for powering sports business radio. Follow them online at pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano, a podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Just go to iTunes, type in Sports Business Radio. We're rated as one of the top 100 business news podcasts. You can also find our show via the TuneIn and Stitcher apps. We're also now on Audio Boom. So if you get the Audio Boom app, we're on there. Or you can just go to audioboom.com and Type in Sports Business Radio. Follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. Our Twitter feed was named the top 100 sports business must-follows on Twitter. So check us out there in between shows. And we're looking for strategic partners for the Sports Business Radio Roadshow. If you want to be part of our roadshow where we take our conversation with a marquee key decision maker from the world of sports to a university and conduct the conversation in front of a live audience, please reach out to me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at sportsbusinessradio.com. We'd love to have your partnership with us on that event and also right here on Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. Hi, it's Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, but also the founder and CEO of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. The Sports PR Summit is an annual event bringing together senior PR executives from the sports world, national media members, and pro athletes for a full day of panel discussion, featured conversations, and face-to-face networking in New York City. Past speakers have included ESPN reporter Jeremy Schapp, Sports Illustrated executive editor John Wartime, former NFL veterans Tiki Barber and Derek Mason, NBA Senior VP of PR Mike Bass, and other top PR minds from across the sports world. The 2016 Sports PR Summit will take place on Tuesday, May 17th at the Players' Tribune, which is a new digital media platform created and curated by some of the world's top athletes 
and founded by former Yankees great Derek Jeter. The Sports PR Summit is an invite-only event limited to 125 attendees. If you're a senior sports PR executive and you'd like to be invited to the 2016 Sports PR Summit at the Players' Tribune in New York City, get in touch with us via the Sports PR Summit website at sportsprsummit.com. That's sportsprsummit.com. Follow the Sports PR Summit on Twitter and Instagram at Sports PR Summit and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sports PR Summit. I hope to see you at the 2016 Sports PR Summit on May 17th at the Players' Tribune in New York City.